We're back in the saddle, baby. I knew we'd live to ride again. Wow. Just, uh, see, I figured I'd pick up. Uh, I ended the last detour by singing Happy Trail, so I figured I'd do a little, is it Gene Autry back in the saddle? I think it's ACDC. No, that's back in black. I I don't I'm not sure about that. <laughs> we are back uh, with another detour. If you've been listening to So You Own a VW Bus for the past uh, what five seasons, we've been doing this for five seasons, a year now. We're working on season six right now, getting yeah. it uh, put together for you. Actually, we're doing these detours as a way to delay season six. You don't have to tell people that. Well, I mean, it, it's not that we don't want it to come out or anything. It's that, like, editing's a lot of work. Making a podcast is surprisingly more work than you might think. Editing, uh, especially when you're on the move every day and, you know, you've got to fit it in. It's not like you're working in a studio during the day or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I could knock out these episodes like nobody's business when I had that desk job before we left Ohio. I just shut the door and like my boss would be like, what are you doing in there? And I was like, I'm not editing the podcast. He doesn't really mean that. I do. (laughs) He might mean that. Uh, So we interviewed uh, Xavier Lorentino, Mm -hmm. as his name is properly said. Uh, and we highlighted him also somewhat in our last detour a little bit. We did. Yeah. Because we got his name wrong. We had to apologize and and uh, get it right. Yes. And so uh, on our quest to continue writing this wrong, this slight of ours, uh, we are doing an entire detour dedicated to Xavier, but not actually because... Uh, we feel bad, but because... Yeah, it's not that. It's because he told a great story that we didn't include in the podcast. Yeah, uh, the guy contacted us and he was like, I have stories galore. And he did have stories galore about his bus, but also he was a bodyguard. He was an actor. And now he's a chef. He's a chef in New Orleans where it's not easy to be a chef. No, no. Uh, and he's pretty renowned and so we had a lot of questions about that like how do you get to be a chef in new orleans and and be successful and be sought after and how did you get here and he obliged he told us his story he had a great story and it's a story of friendship and um determination really and passion passion for cooking and so really it's our pleasure to share with you this detour, which is Xavier Laurentino and how he became a chef in New Orleans. Bon appetit. I have a restaurant called Barcelona Tapas here in New Orleans, and uh, it's a tapas restaurant. Um, it's not a Spanish restaurant per se. It's it's a fusion. My cooking is something I've invented, basically. I put together flavors that I love from the city of New Orleans and the Louisiana with uh, the background and the roots and the cooking techniques from Spain. And the result, it's been a phenomenal thing. I cooked all my life, right, from the time I was a kid. My dad owned a factory, and he worked Monday through Friday, 
Because back in Spain, under the Franco regime, you didn't work on Saturdays or Sundays, right? It was almost mandatory. And so my dad came to the home on, on Saturday and Sunday, and he took over the kitchen. And the way he... Um, the way he interacted with his children, he was not the kind of guy that set you down. He was old, old school, 100%. A guy that went to war, to the Civil War, Spanish Civil War, when he was 16. And so he didn't sit down and tell you, son, blah, blah, none of that. He will take you to the kitchen and show you everything he wanted you to know in the kitchen. And he always figured out Think moral things. He figured out math things. We were doing math way be before the other children. He would come in and say, "Okay, we're going to do this uh, particular recipe, and it's it's five people, and it calls for three peppers, but we are nine. So how many peppers do we need? And we're like two and a half, three years old. And you're like, huh? You know? But by the time we were five, we were doing math like bam, bam, bam." The story starts in 89, something like that, 80, 88, 89. At the time, I took my first trip around the United States on my 78 uh, Westphalia. When I came back, my friend Angel Miranda, he wanted to open a restaurant with, with very, very little budget. And I helped him build it physically. Every day, I went to school to learn English, and in the evening... Boom, 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 I would work and we will figure out and make it happen. And it came out beautiful, but it was too visionary. It was in a, in a place in the city, there was nothing else that 10 years later became the rage. But while he had it for five years there, it never made anything. So at the end, he had to close. And without a penny, he rented another space in another place in the city that I thought, this is shit. But it turned out that he was a visionary when it comes to locations. It turned out to be an incredible location. And we built a second restaurant without money. At the end of the build-up and everything, he didn't have money to start. He didn't have money to pay for the for the permits and go buy the food to, to open up. So I lend him money. I said, the only way I'm going to lend you money for this is if you learn how to cook. Because for five years you've had chefs from all over the world that they tried their hand at Spanish food and it didn't work out. Your food was never good. That simple. I know we can do it better than what we had in the past. But you have to be, you have to be the one in the kitchen. And very reluctantly, he got in the kitchen and, and the rest is history. He, he started, I, I, he smoked heavily, so he couldn't tell whether he had to put one spoon of sugar or ten. Because it might, So I was his mouth, basically. I was like, okay, this is too much. This is too little. And I, I calibrated all those recipes and we, we used fam his family's recipes and my family's recipes and we tweaked them and we put some Creole spices and we played with it and finally when he opened the, the food that came out was actually very good and that place started going up like a rocket I mean like 
boom. In six months, it was going like he's never had that kind of business. And then one night, in, uh, in December 14th, 1994, I got a phone call at 4 o'clock, at 2, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, my ex-wife told me, Xavier, uh, Angel is in the hospital and it looks like it's really bad. And uh, so I got up and I went to the hospital. I saw um was one of those things. I could have ended up in jail because I, they didn't let me get in to the ER. And there was two, first one, one guy with green star. I don't know if he was a doctor or what. But, and then another one came and tried to stop me. And finally I got, I, I said, I just want to see them. And I just picked them both up like that. And I walked into the ER with two guys hanging on, on me. And then the security came in. But I saw my friend. I realized he was out. His mouth had been ripped apart. Coming through the window, he caught himself. It was horrendous. And I realized there's absolutely nothing I can do for him here. We don't even have the same type of blood. He's, oh, I'm, I'm a B positive. I said, okay, well, what can I do next? Go, let's go to the scene of the accident and take pictures and see. When I got to the scene of the accident, he, he saved his life basically because he was driving an LTV, monster big car, and he was hit on the side by somebody who was running a red light. And if he had been driving anything smaller than that, he would have been killed like instantaneously. But that the side, the sheer size of a of a four of an LTD uh, saved his life basically. So I found his keys. I uh, took pictures, blah blah blah. And then the next day, I went to the restaurant. I talked to the staff. I told them today we're gonna be closed. We're gonna rethink, and tomorrow we're gonna open. And they said, who's, who's going to cook? And I said, I'm going to cook. I have no idea how am I going to do that, but I'm going to cook. And I told them, when people come in, you have to tell them that Angel is in the hospital. His best friend is cooking. He doesn't know shit about it. And so your food is going to come out any way you come out. So it's your choice whether you stay or not. But if you stay, please don't complain. And it was an explosion. People loved Angel and, and immediately... They started, they, somebody brought a jar and they put it on top of the counter and people started putting money in it. It was, uh, I get emotional when I, when I remember it. And um, that first day, it was, uh, I don't have memories. I was cooking like crazy, trying to go fast. I burned several paellas. I mean, it was like, but at the end of the night, we served 80 people. And three months later, he escaped from the hospital, escaped, dressed with a gown, with his, you know those gowns that you put from the front and leave your ass up? He escaped, he got, he got out of the hospital into a bus and left. And the bus driver was like, oh man, this, I'm not going to tell him, this guy might be a little cuckoo. I'm not, <laughs> no teeth at all, still metal things, they reconstructed, and you couldn't even see it. That's how good they did it. But but he was still, and no teeth, they reconstruct the whole thing later on. And I'm in the middle, in the middle of, of dinner, cooking like crazy. And one of the girls comes in and says, Chef Xavier. They didn't call me Chef then. 
call me chef now. But uh, it was Xavier. He said, Xavier, you have to come to the phone. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not going to answer bullshit. Somebody's going to call. The chicken has a, a stock or you do it with them. Forget about it. I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not coming out of No, 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 no. You have to come out. You have to come out. I'm like, and I said, no. I'm cooking. I'm like, this is this is very important. And she was, and I, I knew her. And I thought, holy shit. And I just got out of the, stopped at all everything so I didn't burn anything. And I went and I got onto the phone. And it was a lady from a place called Batistelas, which was our fishmonger. And she's Xavier, uh, uh, you, you have to come over right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Angel is here. I'm like, what do you mean, Angel? Angel is in the hospital. No, 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 no. He's here. He's here sitting in our den, you know. With, with a gown from the hospital, with his ass up in the air, and no teeth. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I got on top of the counter, and I told people, yo, guys, you're going to have to put a stop on your dinner. I'm going to go get my best friend. He just escaped the hospital. And I just got out and got in. I drove like crazy to the French Quarter. I got on Franklin Street. And there he is. And he's looking at me with a teeth. like, uh. And I'm like. So I took him, put him on the car, bring him, brought him back to the restaurant. Boy, when he walked through the door, everybody got up. Oh, an applause like you wouldn't believe and he was like he and he didn't understand anything his brain was coming and going still you understand no. some mornings he would tell you I just got back from Brazil and I was with this girl in Brazil oh my god it was so good I'm like <laughs> and he's in the hospital tubes everywhere you know what I mean he's telling you I'm coming back from Brazil so his brain was still coming back and and you know Sometimes he would be like sure. Some other times he would just dream whatever. So that's basically how he got back to the restaurant. The experience of those three months cooking at a restaurant is what made me decide that, man, I love this. This is like theater. You never thought about it, but this is like theater. You walk in, you do your shit, you come out, they applaud you. You're like, they tell you it was great. I'm like, I love this. And that's how that's how a few years later in two thousand I opened my my only my 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 first uh, uh, restaurant which was called Laurentinos on on honoring my dad. And uh Angel took the reins of his own restaurant in in a month after leaving the hospital and the rest is history. Lola's the restaurant Lola's in New Orleans is a, is an institution today. There you have it. That is uh, Xavier Laurentino's story of how he became a chef in New Orleans. That's a lot of R rolling. I can't do it. I can do it. I know, but I can't do it. Yeah. I took, um, let me think, seven years of Spanish? I spoke Spanish once. Hmm. Just one time, huh? Just once, the one, only once, and I, I mean, thought, well, I don't need to do that again. In seven years of uh, taking Spanish classes, I think I spoke Spanish one time as well. Hmm. Um, but the, the, I mean, here's what I know how to do. Here's all the Spanish that I know. That's all you need to know, baby. <laughs> That's so nice. I really need to become more cultured. Ah. 
But you know what? We keep hanging around people like Xavier. We're going to become more cultured. You will. Yeah. That's true. You'll pick it up. You can't avoid it. Xavier, once again, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories with us. It's a pleasure to share even more of your uh, story catalog and more of your life and your passions with our listening crowd. Uh, We hope to see you out there on the road. And one of these days, we're going to sit down and we're going to have a meal together. And I promise you won't have to cook it. That would be lovely. He can drive his new and current bus to see us someplace and we'll meet up. Or, 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 I mean, if he wants to cook, I wouldn't turn it down and then we can make cocktails. That's fair too. Yeah. That's fair. So Xavier, let us know where you're going to be and we will meet you there. Sounds good. It's a date. All right. Boy, I'm glad we made these plans for him. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he's free. (laughs) All right, folks. Until next time, I'm Ryan. And I'm Miracle. And this has been another detour of So You Owned a VW Bus.